Welcome to the show, Keyword Crypto. Oh, was I not supposed to introduce? I think you were supposed to introduce the show. Come on, dude. <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we can't have nice things, because you break everything. I move fast and break things. <laughs> Fuck, that's a whole thing we want to. I want to talk about right now. It's, holy shit. Dude. We got to talk about free speech. I think it's too important. There's we can't so waste any stuff. time talking about. Well, the funny thing is, is, like, yeah. is that there, we have so many things that we want to talk about on this show, and and... The, like not not all of them are necessarily related to crypto, but they are. But they aren't. And it's funny because I think when we started this show, I, I was kind of against using the word crypto in our name because I was thinking like, well, what if we eventually want to talk about something other than crypto? You know, like what if we wanted to be something about issues that we're passionate about that aren't crypto? And now that we're doing that, now we've changed our name to keyword crypto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, I mean, the ultimate like. You know, the internet changed the world. It didn't. It didn't change computers, and crypto is going to change the world. Not. It's not just going to change money. It's going to change the world, and so I agree. Um, it's going to affect politics. It's going to affect social issues, and it's going to affect everything across the board. Because money, money affects everything across the board. I wonder if it's going to affect like our genes. I wonder if it's going to affect sexual selection and, and shit. You know, like eventually. In what way? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like when you, when like you, who you select that you want to sleep with. Well, or? yeah. I mean, like when when we have virtual reality and we're like we don't we don't know. We fucking don't know. You're right? like fuck Republicans. I don't want to fuck a Republican. And then they're like, oh fuck Bitcoin Cash people. I don't want to have sex with a Bitcoin Cash person. Totally. I mean, <laughs> is think that what you mean? Like, well, we just don't know. My point is, we don't know. Like, we don't know the long term effects of birth control as a technology yet. We don't. We don't. It's too yeah. new. It's it's from 1960. So it's like. It's, it's too early. So the internet and crypto, we don't know what kind of effects it's going to have on our biology, personally. I, yeah. I, I think that it could. Yeah. Um, that's how disruptive this technology is. And it's, it, yeah. it, I mean, we're finding out just like, uh, I'm kind of verbally assaulting people on Twitter about neoliberals. And it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's like you have neoliberals who claim to be Democrats and claim to be liberals, but them. they're the ones who over the last 40 some odd years have been destroying the planet through completely agree i mean that's what makes it really really hard to identify with a particular party or one of those exactly. affiliations and that's why i just can't do it anymore and it and it sucks because people still believe that there that that's a spectrum and i don't believe that 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 political spectrum is a spectrum because otherwise you and i both have some centrist leaning policy things yeah. that we like we do i know that i do because i'm not an extremist and yeah. so but like you and i are very different on that spectrum at the same time we have different values so oh i was reading this study that uh was on ars technica maybe like a few weeks ago and it said uh political extremists are unable to analyze their own views I one hundred percent believe that. I mean, why? absolutely. I mean, because they're because that's such a biased way of thinking that. I mean, that's what happens to all extremists is that they think that that their perspective is the only way to see things, and that's what yeah. leads to so much. That that's what leads to people not being able to unite is because you just can't accept somebody else's perspective. Well, I'm right. debating with this conservative on Twitter right now, and he's and he linked something from some .dot org org site, so I just immediately went to it. 
and it was just a rehash of Fox News. So there's so if you are familiar with media right now, Fox News has been kind of paying people to have. And I don't know if they're actually paying. I'm just that's mm. my assumption. Um, people are going out creating these .org websites and pretty much just copy and pasting everything that's on Fox News. See, so they can say, well, look, this is a .org site, and .org, and .org sites are legitimate. And it's like, what? No, it's that's <laughs> Who not. believes that? <laughs> I guess some, people, somebody does. People a do? lot of people think that. Like, they oh, say, oh, .org, it must be some, really? Are, know, we, blah, are, blah, blah. Are, we, are we keyword crypto.org? We got to get that. <laughs> no, no. <please laughs> we got to get God, that yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that way we'll be so, more legitimate. So, he's, so I said, look, honestly, I'm not going to take any site that is just like a rehash of Fox News, you know, just because it says .org. Um, it's obviously a conservative website, and they're going to be cherry picking. And he goes, well, I didn't, you know, he goes, well, what about Wikipedia? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's fine, because I feel like Wikipedia at this point it has so many eyeballs on it. People, and when things change, people notice it right away. Um, I said, yeah, that's fine. He goes, well, I didn't realize that it'd be such like a be like so hardcore about my links and I was like well I purposefully don't link to HuffPo or to Daily Cost because they're fucking crazy yeah, they and they are. cherry pick data to uh, you know confirm their own biases and I and I want something that has been fact checked I want something that's been scientifically evaluated I want something that people have uh uh looked at and tried to reproduce the data on their own. Like I want something that's legitimate and I don't think like HuffPo and Daily Costs or super left-leaning blogs or websites are really that legitimate. I think they're tr they have an agenda and they're trying to push that. And I don't have an agenda. I just want social justice for well, yeah. people for every for every every American. That's that's, that's it. That's your agenda. I mean <laughs> People yeah. would say that's your agenda. My agenda yeah, but, is that I want to unite but, people. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But like ultimately it's like I want justice for every American. And I don't I don't think that makes me a, a conservative or a liberal. I think that just makes me a human being who like respects human life. Yeah. And I think so, justice is like one of those core values that we have to protect in this country, as is free speech, which is I think what we're going to talk about today. And I, I, I'm curious about your opinion, which uh, maybe I shouldn't even go here. What, 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 what political extremist group <laughs> do you think in this country, in the U.S., is more, is more like unwittingly, um, is, is more, is more sort of anti-free speech in a way, or, or they're more limiting when it comes to free speech? I hate, freedom of speech. I hate when people say this because I feel like it's such a fucking cop-out, but I really do have to say both sides on this one. Yeah. And I, I just, I, it, I, it feels so cliche to say, oh, both sides are no, but I think liberals are really pushing the boundary of oh, so stifling, so, stifling, yeah. or the of of censoring opinions they don't like, and I think conservatives are pushing the boundaries of destroying um, free speech in our country by screaming fire in, a, in an auditorium over and over and over and over again and causing really. Uh, right. serious harm to the community where people feel they need to shut them down and so it's it's coming to a head now and and i in in you know 
so a, a, pox, a pox on both their houses right now because it's it's I think it's so detrimental to our country. Both of them, yeah. Both of them seem to have this sort of like our free speech is being limited, but that seems to fall more with the conservatives, at least in terms of the way we we per- perceive it. And like, absolutely. And yeah. um, but I do. I see. I see radical liberals as like. Um, I mean, like that's. That's really oppressive. For me, I have a really, really hard time with this. I have a really, really hard time. I don't know how to deal with it. Is, is, uh, is, is a person who is inciting violence, I mean, should, should inciting violence with language be against the law? It is against the law. But should it be? I mean, cause, because... Oh, absolutely. Because well, well, when, once, well, once violence occurs, you're taking away the freedom of another human being who's being assaulted. Okay, but but then if that's the case, and this is why I have a problem with it, is because if, okay, let's say somebody is speaking passionately and somebody in the audience acts violently, which caused a lot of people to act violently, was that impassioned speaker inciting violence? You see, the problem with it is that, and this is, this is, a, this is a problem I don't have a solution to, is that the problem I have is that whenever you create a law like that, Somebody needs to define that law, and then we have to agree on it. And then if that law exists, then you better hope that you agree with that law, because otherwise you could get thrown in prison or whatever the, or whatever the punishment is. I mean, that's, and th- that can be a fine line if, if you're not sure of what that is. There has to be specific things that a person does to incite violence. And if- Ignorance is never an excuse of the law. That's... that's- that's the the core belief of well, sure. of a democratic nation is that we have laws and you don't get to claim ignorance of them. Now, the the whole purpose of a fr- of a free democratic country is that laws can be adjusted, they can move, they can slide back and forth. I mean, the good thing about our constitution, and some people will argue this, but I've never heard a well-defined argument against it is our constitution is a living document, meaning it's constantly evolving, it's constantly changing, it's constantly moving on the spectrum between liberal and conservative, liberal, liberal and conservative, and it's somewhere yeah, in between I agree. there. And, I believe it's, it's a living so document that, yeah, and that it and comes so that's and goes, the great too. thing about the idea of, of persecuted speech is technically it's against the law for your ideas to have you arrested, but when your ideas... And, 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 you know, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. I thought you meant when somebody incites violence purposefully through their words, no, saying, no, I no. want you to kill that person, right? No, no. no. Yeah, if, if it's just someone's passionate and they inspire people to do something, that's a very, very slippery slope. And I think this is a perfect example of conservatives manipulating the idea of free speech to actually attack free speech, to attack yeah. liberals, and the mm-hmm. idea of free speech is... The idea of the dog whistle uh, is the yeah, idea no, of well, sure. I didn't say attack him. I just said lone wolf. Yes, yes. I didn't say I so, hate black people. I just said inner city, and you just assumed I meant so, black yes. people. So you're really the racist. So it's a it's tragedy. Yeah, of, yeah. It's a yeah. tragedy that we have to be so careful with these fine lines, and there are people willing to that are willing to exploit the fact that that line is so fine. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really, really terrible. And I mean, because the, the next step that I go to is, well, should, should hate speech be against the law? Because, you know, it's becoming against the law in Great Britain. It's like, 
It's one of those things where if it's not inciting violence, should people be allowed to say things that offend other people? And I kind of think that they should. I think that they absolutely should be able to say things so that they can be socially ridiculed, so that they can socially learn learn that that's that that's not going to work. Absolutely, and yeah. and I get really frustrated when people say safe space because they hijack that from artists. Because in the art in the artistic community, when you're in a class with actors, we we have to tell people, hey, this is a safe space. We're asking people to push the boundaries of social norms, social consciousness, because we're playing characters who actually push those boundaries on stage. And we have to be able to respect that we're going to be going to places that are going to make people uncomfortable. So this is a safe space for the actor, not for the audience. The audience is never in a safe space. The audience has to be pushed emotionally over and over and over again to think differently. So you have to allow actors and artists to be in that safe space when they're creating. Now that doesn't stop that that doesn't give the artist a free pass from being critiqued, but when they're creating and when they're having that dialogue in the very beginning stages, that's what we say about a, a, a safe space. We want people to feel comfortable exploring ideas and issues through their creativity, through their body because at, like for actors, the body is our tool. And so we have to create sound and, you know, and physical whatever with our bodies, you know. Podcasts. It, yes, we have to yeah, create podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, I, got, I get really insulted by the extreme left when they say, like, oh, this is a safe space. It's like, what? So we're not allowed to think or have a conversation about stuff that you don't like? Like, yeah. How is that? How is that safe? You, I mean, well, it's like just putting your brain in a cast. And well, never taking the cast off. I mean, it comes from when, you know, on college campuses, when, when you know, you know, li- liberal groups will protest a speaker and that speaker doesn't get a chance to speak because the event gets shut down because there's so much disruption. Yeah. Then, then you have, I mean, then, then you have another problem because then you get the, then you get something that I really, really hate, which is, you know, groups like the alt-right kind of co-opting personalities or professors or doctors and saying oh yeah now they represent us even though they're not nazis you know yeah this happens all the time it's like oh yeah that person represents us and that actor was like whoa 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 i never i never said anything nazi you know and that sucks because now that person has to defend themselves but they also have to challenge the fact that their free speech was being limited so they have to like war on two fronts you know yeah it's like they've got they've got protesters coming and saying like, "Hey, you're anti you're homophobic, you're anti-gay," and then they've got people on the other side saying, "Yeah, go get them, Nazi." You know? Yeah. It's like, it's like fuck. So what do you, you do? So if you're just joining us, welcome to Keyword Crypto. I'm Michael. That's JJ. And today we're talking about free speech, and it does have it does have to do with crypto, and 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 I kind of wanted to talk about it because Peter, um, fuck, what's his last name? Whatever. Uh, Peter Gormick. Yeah, what what Peter, Bitcoin Peter, did. What, yeah. <laughs> uh, what Bitcoin did. He interviewed the creator of Gab, which has devolved into an alt right Twitter. Um, so with and, the, the, yeah, explain what that is again, just because like I knew what it was, but I thought it was more like social media, like Facebook, but it's more like Twitter. It's more like uh, yeah. So Gab okay. is like is is just a, another version of Twitter, more or less, and it was created when 
you know, he claims he's Christian and conservative, and that's the reason why, is because he felt his voice wasn't getting heard, or he, he had to censor himself in Silicon Valley because of his religious views, and uh, I, so I don't... So this was born out of that. This wasn't like yeah. a, this wasn't a thing where the alt-right goes, hey, let's go take over that, that gab... Uh, social media, they actually... Well, yeah, so he created that for conservatives who, you know, he he claims that um, liberal media was all propaganda and was silencing conservative viewpoints, which, you know, if you know, if you understand anything about media, if you're... Yes, I think, like, HuffPo could absolutely be (laughs) stifling conservative thought because it's a liberal rag, and that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Just like, uh, you know, National Review isn't isn't having, like, hardcore leftists on there. Washington Post is not far away, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But, so, I, I think... You know, there's a great meme out there or picture or pick out there, and it has all the different uh, media outlets and where they kind of fall on the spectrum. And you know, if you, you I would just suggest find that, find some stuff in the middle. Um, it's pretty, pretty. So, look, I mean, like, listen to NPR. Just if if you can listen to an NPR station, you're gonna do pretty well. Like, even even the president, who's Mister Fucking Fake News, was like, well, I listened to NPR, and I gotta say, they were pretty spot on. You know, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't I don't, know he said that. That's funny. Yeah, he goes. I don't necessarily agree with everything, but like, hey, I have it's to like, give it up to them. They were yeah, they, they were, were pretty good. honest about the breakdown of it, and so I tried I, listening to NPR, and they were really boring, and I turned it off. Sad. <laughs> no, but like, and so I was he really surprised. I was like, wow, okay, thank you, thank you for for having some common sense and and understanding what middle of the road means. It's not about make you know it's not about like pushing an agenda it's about pushing facts like searching for answers and sometimes you're not always going to like the answers so i mean one one thing that you and i think both have in common uh when i mean we both believe in that sort of that that uh, core value of justice and core value of free speech and core value like we believe in those core values those like constitutional rights for instance you and i both believe that housing is a is a human right right i mean yeah i do i do personally um Or health, health, health care. I believe every human has a right to health care. Um, as far as how that works, I'm not sure. But um, but one of the things that uh, that that you and I um, kind of have in common is that we both kind of, at least maybe me a little bit more than you. Sometimes I know that you're a little bit like this on Twitter, where like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm I usually don't want to. I don't want to use animosity. I want. I don't want to antagonize people right away because yeah. my goal is to try to try try to bring about unity first. Try to get people to unite so that so that that exchange of ideas can happen. So people can realize that they sound like idiots or they're being irrational. Yeah. And people can realize that they're fe- that they're hurting somebody else by what they're saying, and that maybe it's not a good idea that to do that because that makes you a dick, you know? Because yeah, I see, mean, I'd rather just I'd rather just rope a dope them like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, I just okay. I just let them I let them punch themselves out, and then I start hitting them with facts, and then and and but I don't I don't try to knock them out. I don't try to knock them out and dance around their their you know dying body. I. You knock try to them help down. them back up. And I say, knock them down and then I help in. them back up with okay. with with facts. I, I, say, I, hey. I respect that. And I, I mean, say, hey, it... look, like we don't think that differently. Yeah, I and think that's like, good. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I respect you know? that. I mean, I think I'm I'm. It, 
I think there are just so many people that just want to kind of beat each other down and not help each other back up. And like, I just feel like whenever I get in that situation where I'm like just verbally sparring with somebody, it's like not only am I not comfortable and I, and, and I, I get to a certain point, even when I'm talking with you, where I just feel like I can't really articulate anymore. You know, it's like I'm done articulating. Now it's like, it's like you keep going like some, sometimes I get into those conversations where like I'm done articulating. It's probably, we're probably going to start punching each other soon. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, we should probably, I, I I should probably just say, Hey, you know what? You got it. You got a point. I think it's an idiotic point, but you got a point, you know, it's like, I try to agree with people first, um, except when they're Nazis. Yeah. (laughs) Just punch a Nazi. No. I don't believe in so, punching Nazis, actually. So, so why are we talking about this? Because, like, I think Peter brought up a good point of having this guy on, um, having this Gab guy on. And the Gab guy, you know, I only was able to listen to the first half. Um, sorry, Peter. Uh, but the Gab guy said something interesting. He's, you know, he... Peter asked him, hey, I don't know what freedom of speech is because we don't have that in in, Great, in England. And so he goes, so can you give me a, a, a quick primer? And the guy went on this fucking, you know, right-wing tinfoil hat rant about what free speech is. And then finally, after <laughs> 10 minutes, he finally actually said, oh, but freedom of speech doesn't actually exist in this country. It just means that you can't be arrested for your political views. And I was like, thank you for finally mm-hmm. yeah. fucking right. say what the First Amendment actually gives us the right yeah. to. And he goes, the greater debate is free speech in general and what that means because people are, I, it's just, I don't know. Part of it is just like this kind of like white privilege fucking bullshit of like, I should be able to say whatever I want and nobody should be able to be offended by it. Like, cause I'm, uh, you know, a white straight man and I'm, and I'm in historically, I've been able to say whatever I want and who cares that people got offended. It's like, well, no, too bad. Fucking, you know, yeah. dick fuck. No, that's, it's like, that, that's part of the problem is that I feel like everyone should have the right to be offended and you should have the right to offend people. I mean, but see, it, he, he, when he said that I had this epiphany or it wasn't an epiphany, but it was, it, it made me ask myself a great question of, do I believe in free speech? And I'm not sure if I do. I believe in the First Amendment, but I don't. Interesting. I don't. Interesting. I don't believe somebody has the right to get in a black person's face and say the N word over and over again. I don't you, think you should you have think, the right to do that. You think that somebody should go to jail for that, or they should face criminal consequences if they call somebody the N word? I think if you get punched in the face, you had it coming. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I think and if, that's if, it. If, if and, and if, if a you, cop walked up and said you called him a what, and you got yeah. punched in the face. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna arrest the the, the black guy. Okay, but you got, it, it, you got what you deserve. But then you're not. Then what you're saying is that you. It's not that you. You you don't believe in free speech, or you're not sure if you do. You, what you're saying is that this is a case by case basis thing. Yeah, I uh, think that's I feel what like that, it's that, that like, well, I agree. Well, no, just, just like we say, it's it's against the law to yell fire in a crowded theater if there's no fire. Right. But, I think that's against the law. You can be arrested, especially if somebody got injured in the pro- in the process. Right. Well, I mean, the 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 difference is, is that one is enacting a law that the government is going to enforce or whatever the government it is, and the other one is letting it happen socially. Like letting okay, you're going to get punched in the face for calling somebody that. That's that's that in that case, yes, we should probably have a law that protects the puncher, 
because that was instigation. And I think yeah. that I think that that is that is justified. But I think that's as far as the law should extend there. It's like well, so in California, if, we have a. I, I'm pretty sure we have a law against hate speech. So if if you so I remember when I was a kid. Up. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and a fight broke out um, down at the beach, and some white guys were fighting some Mexican guys, and I think they said "fuck you, Beaner" while they were fighting, and the white guys who said it got arrested yeah that's crazy and i have a problem with that I, I do have a problem with insane. that because when i'm when i'm getting in a fight with somebody or i'm verbally fighting with somebody i am reaching for the most derogatory words i can possibly find to fucking piss that person off and it's not about race it's not about it's not because i think those things it's because i'm hoping to trigger something in them yeah, dick. And I think that's the hard part, <laughs> you know, because it's like, I, I will say shit I do not believe uh-huh. just to get a rise out of that person right. if they're being an asshole to me. Well, I will I do mean, whatever I can to make them feel like shit. There is only one reason that I draw the line um, where, the, where the law should intervene because of somebody saying something like that. And that is, is that there has to be a, a, a way that you can define you know, what can and can't be said. And whoever makes that decision has a lot of power. And whatever decision they make, you better hope that they agree with, you agree with them, otherwise you could be the ones going to prison. And that's scary considering who we have in power right now and like, or who's in power around the world. Anytime somebody says, oh, you know what? What you said was hate speech, you're you're getting arrested. And yeah. it's like, what? All I said was, you know, you're a, you're a dickhead conservative or whatever. That's all I yeah. said. Oh, hate speech, you know? And like, that's, yeah. that's, when, that, that's when that law can be taken too far. And that's why I think it's, it's we, we need to hold that sacred. I mean, we need to be like so, so careful about that because that's a slippery slope because that's, once that gets into the hands of the wrong people, then Nazis take over. I mean, really. Well, like look, that. historically, there isn't, we don't have it, we don't have... A historical precedent of conservatives being killed en masse, right? So we well, do have a history of slavery in this country and lynching. We I do mean, have a we, What about Stalin? In this country? No, no not we in don't. this country, but in that's the world. That's what I'm talking but, about. Yeah. We don't make laws for the world. We make the we make laws for our for our country. So that's that's where that's what we got to talk about. But it's okay can, to talk. It's okay to theoretically talk about what should be happening in China, but we have no say. No, I'm not saying that, that that what they're doing is wrong, but we can look to the other parts of the world and say, hey, you know, socialism in Venezuela is not working. We should not do it like that. That's not like, socialism. That's not socialism. Okay, but I, that's why I said we should not do it like that. It's not. No, but that's, not saying, that's not socialism. Well, I'm saying they call themselves socialists, so who, yeah, but, who's, de- but, whose definition of socialism? It doesn't matter. That's not my point. My point well, it, is that, that makes a huge fucking difference because no, North it, it Korea doesn't. calls themselves a democracy. They're not a democracy. Right. Okay, but that's that. we're not going to have a democracy like them. Sure, we're not. Like, no, we're that's not, not a democracy. Like, the words have okay, meanings. Okay, Michael, words forget ha- it. That's not my point. Okay, I agree with you. They're not socialists. That's not my point. My point is is that we can look and see like how, how, how uh, Russia treated people in the 20th century and we could be like well let's make laws so that doesn't happen here i mean we, we do that all the time and i think that's a good idea sure I mean, yeah, just because but, it just because it happens some other th- we're making laws here no of, of course yes and i yeah. agree that we can't make laws in other parts of the world but yeah so but, but, but cons- that's conservatives the thing. Like, that's, have been that's persecuted what, no they have not been killed on mass 
That's what I mean. There's a difference between. I mean, like there are a lot of. I'm talking about here. I'm talking about here. There's a reason Mm -hmm. why we don't let people say the N word. There's a reason why we're a little bit more protective of Jews in this country than maybe in other countries because there's a historical precedence of millions and millions of them being murdered. I see what you're saying. And so there's a reason why we're a little bit more defensive and protective about black people or Jews or, you know, or gay we people are, or trans people because they're the ones who are historically yeah. murdered, actually that, murdered, not oppressed emotionally or physically, actually murdered. And so that that's what I mean. Like there's... And we don't know, have laws. They're not laws. They're just, they're social constructs that we follow because we're aware of things and we, we, we don't, like, we don't want to hurt people. I mean, that's why I think of it. There's no law that says you can't call somebody the N-word. It's just you're going to get punched if that happens. Like, just don't do it. In California, I, I'm not, I need to look more into it because, like I said, right. it, you know, when in people, were, when people yeah. have been arrested for saying that in the, in the act of violence because they, call it a hate, they, I, because they call it a hate crime. And, and that, you're I think, is wrong. I, do I, think, I that's think that's wrong. A, I think that's wrong, too, because I think a crime is a crime. Because when you say something's a hate crime, you're implying that other violence totally. isn't hateful and all violence is hateful. So Yeah, no. Yeah. And and I just I mean like like I like I said, like I just said, I think that's just a slippery slope when you just don't know what the definition of hate is either or whatever. Well, so I mean ultimately we have we have levels of of persecuting violence. We have first degree murder, we have uh, manslaughter, we have what's uh what's it called when you when you plan it ahead of time? I'm blanking premeditated? on that. Premeditated. Uh, we have premeditated yeah. murder. So obviously, if it's if it's a Klansman who kills a black guy and he planned it ahead of time, it should just be premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't matter that like it was a but white does, guy and a black guy. What does that have to do with using using derogatory words against people? Like, do you think there's different levels sli- of that? That's that slippery slope. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I, I think that's yeah. I think that's tough. But like. You know. We can't have. Di- I mean, we can't really have different levels of hate speech laws. I don't. think. Oh no, I'm just, not saying it for yeah. that. I'm just saying, like, you know, we could we could get rid of it if we could figure out ways to stop. I don't know. It's just so hard. It it's is hard. so hard. Like, but this like, is hard. This is a very very hard thing. And I love it. <laughs> I love talking about it because for me, it's 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 like. It's just, it all goes back to that we need to care so much about freedom of speech. And when you need to care, like, just like you need to care about freedom of privacy. It's just like two things that's like, or just freedom of justice, like we were talking about justice or, yeah, or anything, so any wanna, value that you hold dear. And if, and everybody in this country holds freedom of speech dear because that's what our country is built on. Like, that's the first number one thing. And so, so we all have to value it. I want to tie this back to cryptocurrency. What's because cryptocurrency? I, think, I don't even know yeah, what that is. Exactly. So um, we talked about justice. We talked about freedom of speech. We talked about, um, yeah, we've, we've talked about a few different things. And I think that for me, this ties back to Bitcoin right now. And I've been getting in debates with people or trying to because no one will take the bait. And I am fishing a little bit because I actually want people to, to put in writing. I want people to say it out loud for the world that you know they claim bitcoin is a democracy and it's the furthest thing from the truth bitcoin right now is a plutocracy bitcoin is is mined and 
verified through nodes by less than 1% of the population because the average person in the world can't afford a $300 node and can't and doesn't have the infrastructure to actually run it they don't have the the internet capacity and they definitely don't have the internet the the ability the financial or infrastructural capacity to mine for bitcoin and these rich elites um, you know, it's a cliche word, but that's what they are. Like it's, it's like they're the one percenters of the world who are mining and running nodes and saying to the developing nations and people of color all over the world who can't afford this stuff. And, you know, in Africa and South America and, and uh, you know, parts of the Middle East and in, in the subcontinent of Asia is, oh, trust us because this is a this is a, a trustless process and it, it, it drives me crazy. <laughs> they say it's trustless and they say, you just have to trust us because, um, you know, we're like, because we all agree, because we all believe in democracy and we all believe in the, in the Bitcoin chain. And it's just like, but that's not true because we, we saw Bitcoin cash come about because people wanted smaller blocks and people wanted lower fees with Segwit and the Bitcoin miners and, and people verifying with nodes were like, no, we want to make more money. So we're not going to let SegWit go through. We're not going to let small block go, th- go through. And we don't mind if uh, transaction fees hit $50. You know, we don't mind that. Um, so it absolutely became a point where the 1% who were running Bitcoin became greedy as fuck and it affected every single poor person on the planet who could literally just no longer use Bitcoin because it ground the chain to a halt because you know it would take four days for a transaction to go through and cost it 25 fifty dollars and I so the idea the yeah. idea that Bitcoin is a de- quote unquote a democracy or a, or a you know person a peer-to-peer cash system is fucking ludicrous as as a store of value it's amazing but right now, Unless something drastically changes, it is not a currency that will ever work. It's not a good store of value, in my opinion. It's too volatile. (laughs) I mean, maybe eventually it can be a store of value, but... No, 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 but that's what a store of value is. Like, gold is volatile, and it's a store of value. Mm, Okay, okay. I mean, I usually think of a store of value as something you can put your value in, knowing that you're going to get the same value out lately. I, I later, I don't know if I think of gold as a store of value. What makes it a store of value if it's volatile, really? I mean, it, no, but that's the thing. So, like, ev- everything is kind of pegged off of that, right? Like, okay, th- that's I, the goal. So, so gold yeah. is volatile, but you know, it it's constantly worth more than fiat over time, and so yeah. And and when Bitcoin does ten percent stent. 10% swings in, uh, you know, 15 minutes. That's, that's a little more volatile than gold, but yeah, but I mean, that's also cause it's so new and so young and, and that's, I believe you know, that too. Yeah. 30 so years it might from be now a, that won't happen probably. It was really bad last year, last, uh, last December or not last December. It was, yeah, it was last December, 2017. I remember trying to send like, uh, like a fraction of a Bitcoin to a family member saying, hey, check this out. I'm going to send you like 0.001 Bitcoin. <laughs> cost me about $45 and took Holy about three days. Shit. And yeah. when I saw it, like, I just, I mean, like, you know, you shouldn't have to think about the transaction fee if you're sending exactly. someone, someone money. Exactly. I mean, like, they should be low enough, even if they want to make money off, even if they want to, like, you know, uh, like exchange trading fees. 
they make them low enough that you don't really notice them. Oh, yeah. they really get you over time, though. Yeah. Like they just rape you over time. And yeah. and and like the thing about Bitcoin is, it's like, yeah, like that's just that's terrible. It's funny that we're like kind of we're like the opposite of of maximalists on this show in yeah. a way. We're like really don't like Bitcoin and and like as a currency. And, I love it as, as a, a store of value. I think I think it's look. I think it's it's one of the greatest inventions of definitely my lifetime. But well, I just it's, don't it's think a great it's a great. It's a currency. It's a great invention because it it asks so many questions and it gives so many opportunities for other people to go, oh wow, you can do that. That's a thing. Oh, let's try that too. I mean, when you said when you said like, hey, it's a trustless system, but you just got to trust us. Uh, my mind just immediately went to every single token that was ever created that was meant to have like a a a, a, a like a like a main chain later yeah. down the road and then eventually become decentralized it's just like you know cardano like eventually it's just going to be decentralized and you'll be able to build a node out of like you know uh hamster shavings and like a yeah. soldering iron or something like that but yeah. you know for the time being you just got to trust me charles hoskinson i'm, yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. it to you on time yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, we're tr- trusting this guy who's supposed to be a quote unquote mathematician who never talks about math at all. Exactly. <laughs> and like, and the thing is, is like, God, you know what? He's like, some of these, some of these guys, we just want to, we want to believe in them because the dream is so good. And we've got our money in the shit. So yeah. we're emotional. And it's when we're so emotional. It's not so much about the dream anymore. It's just about the money. And that's what pisses it, me off. It's about the money. And the money is your emotion because you get that dopamine rush from it. Yeah. And when your emotions are tied up in it, you make irrational decisions. And those irrational decisions might be to follow some dickhead who says that you can make cryptocurrency out of hamster shavings and a soldering iron or whatever. Like, X, like XRP. <laughs> like like XRP, the the only crypto made out of hamster shavings. Yeah. <laughs> so like that that kind of came up because it, it it reminded me of the um, uh, Utah senator douchebag oh, ran for guy. president. Um, uh, oh, Mitt, uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt, Mitt um, Romney. When he said, you know, when he's when guy. when when the U.S. Supreme Court said money equals speech, and he said corporations are people too, and it's just like fuck you, dick. But it made me realize that money is speech. If you don't have, if 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 you know, Bitcoin imperialists um, are going into these in these developing nations saying, "Trust us, Bitcoin is is the future. Just trust us, trust us." Like we we swear the network will always be up and running. I mean, trust us, trust us. It's like when you take away when it goes down, you are stopping an entire continent from being able to function. If they're reliant on Bitcoin, so the idea that, and, and that's what I mean, that's what I'm calling them now is Bitcoin imperialists because you know they have their their red meat dinners that they meet up and drink red wine and, and they eat red meat and they all sit around the table <laughs> and it's like it's like how fucking stupid are you people? Like yeah, you really. are literally the fucking Wall Street fat cats now. Uh, it's really and it's just like, do you not look in the mirror ever, or do you not like think for five minutes about how this might look to the rest of the world? You are fucking Bitcoin imperialists now. M- so money like, corrupts. All of these people had no money ten years yes. ago, and now they do. And that's the thing is like, oh. basically, they're, they're like, they're they're like, oh man, we all have Lamborghinis now, and we all can eat like we can all drink this fancy red wine, and like, yeah, it, it corrupts people and it makes them blind. Because they've got that crazy dopamine rush, I assume. And, yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody never, today. I can't really tell you. 
somebody on Twitter posted today, like, oh, I want to get together a red meat dinner in LA, you know, red wine and mit- and red red wine and red meat and Bitcoin only. <laughs> and I'm like, God, you sound like such a fucking loser. So yeah, like really ultimately bad. what I what you know and and what I was pitching to people was look, we need a currency that can be mined on your smartphone, mined anywhere in the world on any internet connection. Because if we don't get, if we don't, if people in developing nations can't contribute to the chain, they don't have a say, they don't have a voice. When we deny them that, we're asking them to trust us. And the whole purpose of a trustless system is saying you don't have to trust anybody. But if they have to trust 1% of the, of the world's population for their money, they're just in the same boat as the Federal Reserve. They're just in the same boat as a corrupt government. They're just in the same boat as, as the credit card companies and Wall Street. They're having to trust this, this small group of people with their finances. And, and, and Bitcoin's just recreating the same fucking system of oppression that's been around for the last 2,000 years, 10,000 years, like as long as we've had money. And so it's like, what's the purpose of Bitcoin? Like, people need to look in the mirror and say, okay, goes, Bill goes back to a non-jiri, uh, fuck, I'll, I'll, I'll link his name. But he said, um, the idea, he went to Who the Who is this Aspen, person again? Who he, is this person? He, he, he's uh, you a, don't need to know his name. What, what's yeah, what, what's so, his deal? So, I don't know who you're talking about. But. Okay, so he went to, he was in, in this Aspen, um, you know, like how Aspen has like their, their Davos thing, like the rich oh, people. Right, and right. Yeah, so he had been invited to it a few years and he grew up uh, pretty uh, wealthy. He's an, his, his parents were Indian and he went to, you know, private schools and all the best colleges. And, and so he's in this Aspen. Anand, it's Anand Jiridharadas. Yes. That's pretty yes. tough to say. Okay. So he, he, you know, after a few years of being invited to Aspen, they asked him to speak. And, and he went up there and he just lambasted capitalism. And he said, you know, we're all here to take the money that we've made and to do something good with it. Not... not looking in the mirror and acknowledging the fact that we made this money by doing harm to all the people that we're now trying to help. We put them in that situation by not paying them a living wage, by not helping them buy their first home, by not, you know, by taking the money from them and putting it in our own pockets and then turning around and saying, now we're going to be the benefactors and help you come out of that when we put you there in the first place. So he says, instead of trying to do more good, try to do less harm to people in the first place and you won't need to go out and do a bunch of good afterwards. I like that. I like that. But man, I it's powerful. Know. We'll link it's, it. It's, it's, it's powerful, it's so but it, I, I feel so hopeless. Like when, yeah. when like, I mean, when like that's, when you have to teach, when, when you can't, when like people need to learn that and they can't they can't learn that because they're blinded by their greed and like the thing is is they're not blinded by their greed they're blinded by by like like an institutional problem yeah. they're they're blinded by something that they don't even realize confirmation like, bias on a daily basis that they're better than other people because they have money like and and we're not we're not even going to be able to get through this in one episode we're going to need to do a sequel to this episode i yeah. swear cuz like cuz because I mean, like there we like. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, you should follow us on Twitter because I, I think 
Twitter is just me and Michael just kind of arguing back and forth, and that's it. <laughs> but you should follow us because we bring up really important topics, and then we argue about them. for Well, we don't argue about them. We try to find solutions. That's my thing. Yeah. Every, I, I'm never actually arguing with you. I'm usually asking you, like, wait, why are you upset about this? Wait, why is this a problem? Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm like the, the ignorant fool going, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but what about... No, that's good. That's, that's how it should be. It should be when you have a problem, you should... So some he was talking to me and and he said uh, they had a rule out there uh, his gm had a rule you're never allowed to come to me with a problem unless you've thought about it and have and have an, a solution to offer right and so uh, what i was saying is that follow us on twitter because a lot of the things that we talk about on the show we kind of continue on to twitter and a lot of the things that we are going to talk about on the show kind of start out as arguments on twitter i think yeah. twitter is actually a great forum for hashing out problems and and basically debating I think it's really good for that because no one can talk for too long. Really, you only have 140 characters, and then you're exactly. done. Exactly. <laughs> to, to me, it's and, like a, it's, it's like a, it's a great notepad or sketch pad to form yeah, totally. some ideas and to really kind of let them solidify a little bit more and debate, and then, and then come into something like this and have a more long form so, uh, yeah, so, discussion I mean, about it. We're going to have to continue this later, but we were talking about the housing crisis too, and how like this is kind of just such an institutional problem, and and like. You could just keep on following it back to problem before problem before problem to slavery. I mean, like yeah. that's kind of where it ends. Like that, that's like basically the problem we have. With the, the the problem with the housing crisis is because of slavery. I mean, basically that's kind of yeah. like where I end up. And then and slavery is just a form of mental health condition of people being fucked up. Like that's what I see. Like people who are they're sick in the head to do that to another person. Oh yeah. And yeah. and that's that's like for me that's the root of all problems with this world is just mental illness, and um, and you know like there, there there's there's people there are people like I we know kids I knew kids like in Los Angeles artists musicians recently uh, just um, advertising their new um, like apartments in downtown LA one bedroom apartment three thousand dollars that's all it costs one bathroom oh one, one bedroom. And these are kids that used to be like punk rock in the punk rock scene, very yeah, like, yeah. you know, anarchist, anti-capitalist. And now they're like, hey, come check out the apartments that we've got. Now we've got 20 <laughs> units in this one and we've got 30 units in the other one. They're uh, really, really nice. They're and they're showing it up. They're, 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 they're show, neoliberals. They're, they're neoliberals. They're the and hippie they're generation who turned into the Wall Street generation. And, and I can't even be mad at them because they're just so clueless. They're just so ignorant that it's like... It's embarrassing for me. It's embarrassing yeah. because because they don't even understand how offensive that is. And not only offensive, but as you pointed out on Twitter, it's going to cause a major problem when when these people who are the only people who can afford to hold on to these assets as they fall are going to end up selling them even lower when the market plummets. Yeah. And that's going to cause a huge global problem. So if like, you don't understand huge. what JJ is talking about, think about it like this. So let's say you have a bunch of whales who own Bitcoin and the price is tanking, the price is tanking, everyone's selling and, and the people who are who are trying to hold on, trying to hold on, trying to hold on, and then all of a sudden the last people to sell are the whales and they just dump all their Bitcoin and that just completely obliterates the market. And so like yeah, anybody and, who had any stake left in it had, had their wealth tied up in like the, the, the true hodlers, that takes, if, when that happens, yeah. that can take decades to come out of if, if, if you if you learn oh, yeah. anything about japan and and the recession they had it lasted about 20 years 
It was yeah. Imagine if Bitcoin terrible. fell fell to like eight hundred dollars, and then Satoshi decided to like just oh, I'm gonna sell my million coins here. You know, and you, just be and like, you got we're th- done. Yeah, and 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 the people who would be affected most are the people who got in last December, last mm-hmm. November. And they, when they bought like at $15,000 and, and people were like, no, no, don't sell it now because it's stupid to sell it at yeah. 3000 because it's just going to eventually go back up. And then... Yeah. And I'm sure you know, there's people it, who bought houses in, in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. And when that market dips, they're going to be like, actually, you know, we can just white knuckle this and we can hold on until the market comes back. It's just a dip. And then, of course, you know, and then when, when the actual property owners, not the homeowners and the and the you know even the apartment owners when they have to sell because there's just nothing left. Yeah. It, anyway, it, it, it'll decimate us, and and when it happens that bad, it'll make the first recession, the, you know, the quote unquote the Great Recession look like child's play because not only is it going to affect the poor people, it's going to affect the rich people too, and it, that's just I'm I'm terrified. Yeah. And with that, thank you for listening. Yeah. It was a great show. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm scared. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter. I'm terrified. <laughs> Keyword crypto. Terrified. Yes. Two, two terrified dudes yeah. talking on the internet. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. All right. Peace out, everyone. Peace out.